Hey, Jack, what time is the game this weekend? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have a watch. You don't, you say? I don't. I know where you can get one. That is at LaTerrain.com. They have some of the best watches out there. Really? Yeah, and if you put O-T-O-P in the discount code, you can get 10% off. 10%? Yeah. For a watch? Exactly. That's a lot of dough. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. That's LaTerrain.com. This is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a Bandit Radio production. On this icy episode of One Team, One Podcast, we talk with Brian Holland, the sports director from NBC 33 Fox 44, about LSU baseball and basketball postponements. And we drink bourbon. showed you what the GOAT was last year yeah. when we beat y'all 50-7. to seven. What's up, guys? Matt and Jack here. Another episode of One Team, One Podcast, episode 58. 58. My guy, Jared Small. Oh, Catholic yeah. high grad, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Taj Jones. Taj Jones. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, uh, T-A-H-J. Yeah. Taj. Mm-hmm. Like Taj um, yeah, I don't know that many 58s. 58. I'm sure there's Cardell another Thomas, one. Thomas, 58. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. If I would, If I would ever seen him play on the field, I yeah. probably mm-hmm. would know that. <sighs> Do we need a, ca- a Cardinal no, Thomas no segment? Don't. No, we don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we've aired our grievances there. <laughs> Appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Uh, we have a special guest coming in. We're going to have uh, Brian Holland, sports director with NBC 33 Fox 44. He's going to join us in a bit, and we are going to talk about some LSU basketball and baseball. Crazy-ass week. Yeah. Um, Just weird. <laughs> yeah, and it was—it seems short already. It's Thursday mm-hmm. coming up. I haven't been at work um, yeah. this whole week, so mm-hmm. tomorrow will be the first day at physically at work. I haven't had internet until three o'clock today. I was supposed to have a pretty big <laughs> exam tomorrow, and school's still canceled tomorrow. So. That's right. There's, uh, I think I'm even sure high schools are canceled yeah. tomorrow too, mm-hmm. which yep. is nuts. Um, I, I I doubt we're even going to have class on Friday either. Um, yeah. so. Uh, I don't know how we're, they're probably going to try to make us up, make it all up on Saturdays or some crap, and none of the teachers are going to actually <sighs> do it. Dude, that's the <laughs> uh, worst. Well, no, I, I actually kind of like when they do that because all the te- all my teachers have always just been like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. I feel like we didn't have that many, like, school cancellations like y'all have. Yeah, I mean, things. I feel like y'all are out for like a lot of things that we weren't out for. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, we we weren't supposed to have like any time off hardly this whole semester. Um, and then this week hit and we did, but uh, like we were only gonna have Tuesday of this week off for Mardi Gras. Um, right. And then like a couple other like Monday through Thursday. mm -hmm. Yeah. Which uh probably through Friday, probably the whole week. I mean, Uh, might as well at that point. You missed a whole four days. Tomorrow is fine, though, I think. Yeah. Like, the ice is melted. We don't have spring break. We're not supposed to have spring break. 
Okay. Um, and so like, so yeah, they've already canceled spring break. Right. Yeah. No, they, 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 we were, that was have a long one. time ago. Yeah. We weren't supposed to have one the whole time. Um, okay. But we were also getting off like a week earlier. So yeah, yeah. It, it works out. We have an early summer. So I've been bored. Yeah. Um, no, this like this this is technically a break for us, but it sucks because we I can't had to, do anything. I had to well we had power, thank God. So everybody that didn't have power, like I feel for you, man. Like yeah. being in this kind of cold with no power, that sucks. Oh, so I hate brutal. I hate saying like, Oh, well, no, I didn't have internet great. and it was terrible. Like I get right. it. Like it's it's <laughs> you know, it's it's the same kind of feeling as like a hurricane comes through. You know, yeah. it's like it's not fun. Like well, yeah, this we is just off work and school and shit, but it sucks. Yeah, and this weather was just gross, man. Like, it makes me I, – I love um, Louisiana summers compared to this stuff. Yeah. I'll take it all day, every day. Definitely. Like, if it snowed, that's one thing. Like, it, if it was a heavy yeah. snow, it would have kind of been cool. Yeah, but. it would have been fun. You know, as snowball fights, whatever. But do you remember, uh, like, when – I don't know if you know too many of the snow days, but, like, after I've the snow melts, it's gross. Like it's wet and sloppy mm-hmm. and nasty, mm-hmm. um, and this is kind of like how that was the entire time. Right, it was just yeah. gross. It's just like everything's slick, and you know you can't even like you're not gonna like pick up some snow and form it into a ball or like roll up a snowman or anything like oh, that. That sounds fun. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I thought <laughs> we were getting this week, and then it's just no, it's not snow. It's ice. Hey, it's just an ice over. Uh, office episode that this reminded you of. Office episode. Oh, okay. Uh, Jim and. Jim and Dwight. Yes, doing the, the snowball, snowball fight. fight. I love when he walks out and there's all the snowmen. And there. it was like, uh, <laughs> the real present is fear. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> there's your office reference for the week. Bingo. We're going to start doing some office references here on One Team One Podcast. So we were supposed to have um, basketball, was a reschedule. It was fantastic. I loved how he rescheduled. Uh, we're yeah. not necessarily the reschedule. He scheduled Ole Miss in place yeah. of a few games, and it's a quad one on the road. He did it perfectly, and it was like, okay, we can beat Ole Miss. That's that. It's not an easy game, but it's a right. Well, I mean, it was going to be a big game though because Ole Miss has been they're hot. Know, yeah, they're real hot right now. Uh, they've beaten. Uh, I know they beat Missouri, but it, yeah, um, but it's not like you scheduled Missouri on the road or you scheduled Florida on the road. Sure. Teams that have, you know, Florida's beat us already once, but sure. Missouri's. Pretty good. I'm trying to think who who was the other team that Ole Miss beat that was good. They beat Missouri. Uh, was it I Arkansas? Know. I don't was remember. It, I can't remember. It was I, it somebody ten, beat by like might have been. I think it was Tennessee. Okay. They beat Tennessee okay. a couple weeks ago. Uh, they they got like four or five straight wins going right now. I um, I loved the way that he he scheduled a quad one like that on the road. Yeah. And I felt like it was a beatable game. It, like I said, like I I think that's perfect. And well, Wade's so smart with that. We we were just talking uh-huh. about it before we came on. Like you heard him talking about the NET on um, Estona yeah. show. Yeah, and he's just so like brilliant with yeah. that. But I didn't know that you were telling me before the show that he was talking about North Carolina. Right. Yeah. So on Sunday, that was a that was a rumor that came out on Sunday. I, I'm actually surprised you didn't hear about that. Uh, so it was uh, rumored that we were trying to get a game in with North Carolina. And uh, it sounded like it could have happened if we wanted it to. But, uh, you know, the athletic department and the SEC were kind of like, hey, how about we uh, how about you play an SEC game instead? And, right. you know, that way you can play 14 SEC games instead of 13. Um, and it kind of just worked out for everybody. Um, so that would have been great to have a North Carolina game. It that would have been so cool. You go to Chapel Hill uh, and, you know, I know Ole Miss is hot right now and North Carolina is, you know, definitely not playing their best ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but North Carolina is probably going to finish higher than Ole Miss. So, 
Yeah. That ends up working out better for you in the NAT. Right. Um, it, yeah, would, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, awesome. it's so weird. Ole Miss is going to be better than North Carolina in the NAT. It's just nuts to me. Yeah. That's just the way this, this year works. And, like, yeah. North Carolina and Duke being down, it's just Duke weird. Sucks. I know. And you saw Duke had that opt-out. Yeah, we can talk about that because, s- you I know, John Brady is, like, I saw something because he posted it saying in this just like quitting. Uh And, you know, I completely agree. Like, so I think there is a I I think what he's saying is right. And then other people will chime in on his tweet because he's basically saying, look, if you've if you're if you're opting out, quote unquote, this late in the season, you're you're just quitting and you're saying it's opting out. Yeah, which is true. Um, I get the reason why he's opting out. Sure. I, I don't have anything about that. I mean, I obviously he's going to be a high round pick. I think he's Josh Jackson, right? Something like that. Yeah. He's going to be a first round yeah. pick in the draft, so he'll get guaranteed money. They're having a terrible year at Duke, and he's just like, okay, well, since we're having such a bad year, I'm just going to quit, and I'm going to concentrate on the draft. I get it. It's your prerogative, but he quit. Yeah. Like they're both right. Yeah. Like, no, it, I yeah. get why he's doing I, it. I think this opt out thing is turning into. A a big deal. It's a big discussion. And, you know, now. when people were opting out last season, I was like, oh, this is just a COVID thing. But the more it goes, the more I'm like, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. This is just going to be a thing, which sucks. Well, and it was funny, like Tyrus Thomas quote t- tweeted John Brady and saying, coach, I, I respect your where you're coming from, but this was a business decision. And John Brady's like, oh, I agree. Like, you're mm-hmm. both right. Yes, yeah. it was a business decision. Sure. I agree. Yeah, but he yeah. quit. Like, yeah. you can say that he quit. It's okay to say that he quit. But I mean, sometimes it, it is a good business decision to quit. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I'm, ag- I'm agreeing with that, too. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't see what the problem was with that. Yeah. But it's, just, again, it's not either or. No, yeah, it's agree. not. Um, he kind of got blasted on Twitter about it. But John he Brady stayed. F- yeah, he stayed strong. We, sh- we need to have Coach Brady back on. We'll yeah. talk about that because he stayed strong on Twitter because – and a lot of people had his back, obviously, but there were some people that were saying, you're out of touch and all this uh-huh. stuff. And it's like, is he, though? Uh-huh. I think you just got – I think people just have different perspectives now as yeah. a thing. Anyway, um, LSU Baseball, I see Jude Sansing saying that in the, in the chat. LSU Baseball was scheduled to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it got moved to Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, mm-hmm. There is more weather coming in, but I think the way that they've moved this around, they're at least going to get two games in. I haven't checked the weather uh, as of the last uh, couple of minutes here. but see. So on Saturday, it says the high is 52. I think they're fine. 36. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I think they're fine for this weekend now. Yeah, and it's saying after today, there's not supposed to be any more rain. For it, the rest of the week. It, Friday, it was going to be very cold still. Sunday, um, the high is going to be 64. Yeah, I think you're going to have a great day. It's going to be completely dry Um, by then. I think think Friday was going to be bitterly cold. Yeah, Friday is going to be as low as 23. And I think Notre Dame and Air Force are still playing on Friday. So they're going to play, but then LSU just moved (laughs) back a day. They're just like, I mean, Air Force is from Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, this is nothing. They're like, Uh, yeah, we'll play. LSU softball (laughs) played North Dakota today. Yeah, they run-ruled them, huh? Huh? They run-ruled them. Yeah, I think they did. Uh, LSU softball is going to be very good this year. They've already lost one game. I forget who they played uh, this past weekend, but they lost Uh, one of the games. And the reason why they lost is because it got down to like – Was it Arizona? No. No. Arizona's big-time team. That would have been a big-time 
series. Um, I, I don't. I can't I'm remember. not. I don't remember who it was either. But mm. they lost the game, and it wasn't expected for them to lose. Uh-huh. But um, they were playing in like 30 degree weather. Oh shit! And they were like, "Look, I, you know, we don't have to. We don't have to prepare for that. Um, that's right. just not something we were planning on right. having to get ready for." But anyway, um, I think LSU baseball will get it in. Um, right. I was actually so I was surprised when this Ole Miss game got postponed because i was like all right well hold on the ice is supposed to melt by tomorrow and then i checked the oxford weather report right and they're supposed to get more snow tomorrow right and i was like oh, okay well I, I i guess i get it but um you know i also kind of feel like they still could have played the game mm-hmm. you know you could say no fans or something but uh you know i, f- I still feel like they could have played it uh i mean teams up north figure out how to you know get to from one place to another through the snow and everything. I agree. All the time. Uh I don't know. I I I, I don't see how it would have been so difficult to get the game played. Right. Uh we got to figure out a way how to get the stream over to Brian. Oh right. That. <laughs> uh, I think it's somewhere here here somewhere. Um, I see you, Huey. Huey Miller entered the chat. Uh, invite guests. Here we go. So. Ice melting in Louisiana, but we're getting 68 <coughs> inches in New Jersey tomorrow. Yikes. Is that what that says? I think that's what it said. Um, nice. Yeah, I know Huey's from uh, the Northeast, I believe. So um, that's no no bueno, my friend. Yeah, um, yeah I, that's the stuff. Like, it's weird that... Um, here was uh well i shouldn't do that here was actually colder than it was in boston if i if i remember that no shit. that stat right yeah holy shit um i know it's like <laughs> what the hell is that <laughs> i know it's crazy man I, I mean nobody's used to that yeah uh, especially here and like we don't have the infrastructure for that kind of stuff and uh, that's why everybody's kind of going crazy, but yeah, we got uh, we got harassed on um, on Twitter about that, like how Fucking we're Bucknut. I know, Sir Bucknut. <laughs> um, I've gone ahead and blocked Buck Bucknut. Everybody yeah. can be reassured that I've blocked them. Um, I think that's disappointing to everybody. I think everybody kind of enjoyed our, our <sighs> little tips. I don't like blocking people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of a cop out. I agree. Or whatever, but... Eventually, uh, though, yeah, no, he started... This getting, was a little... He started getting a little chippy. and Yes, it know, was a little much. Saying that we don't have jobs and stuff. Right. Which is just a little... Well, it's just untrue, so... It is untrue. <laughs> um, that I'm not a hard-working person or whatever. Right, but whatever. Yeah, it, I'm in sales. Uh, I can probably drink during the day and sell advertising. I was outside yesterday mm-hmm. in the cold. I was smoking a cigar, and I had my earpiece in, and I closed a deal in the backyard smoking a cigar, and I felt like a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. Um, Huey says thank you for blocking him. Yes. He enjoyed it for a little, enjo- little, for like a week. Went to, and it went, went too, too far. far. Yeah, yeah see, too far. appreciate that. It did go too I, far. I, look, I needed that kind of uh, reassurance from you, Huey, to make sure I made the right <laughs> mu- move here. Um, yeah, so what else is going on in th- – it feels like a weird week because of the weather, and, like, it's starting to get slower mm-hmm. uh, with LSU sports, it feels like. But I know the, the tournament is the big, the big thing here, but, I mean, coming off the Tennessee game last yeah. week, that was – Huge deal. 
Uh, were you at the game? Did you go? No. You didn't go? No. That, it I, was, mean, uh, I mean, it was, you know below 40 degrees and i would have had to stand outside for two hours right so i know and i don't and i didn't have any friends who like could go with me at so the same I was, time I was so you would have been by solo myself for two hours standing around <laughs> you know i got four layers of clothes on like that no that would have <laughs> uh, and yeah. then i would have just watched the game by myself that would have sucked that would yes, have really sucked that would have <laughs> um so that was a that was the best game we played all year Easily. 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 You know, I actually, the whole time I was thinking like, man, this is exactly how we played against Texas Tech. Yeah. With, with except with except we kept going the entire time. And then we started to, you know, just fall apart at the end. And then we got ourselves together and we didn't, you know, completely I, It explode. wasn't even that much, though. Yeah, like, no, I know. I, I started melting and then. What, know, what did it ever really, get like under it, they, 10 they at they the last? On, so they went on like a 5-0 run and we turned the ball over like four times in a row. Okay. But I was like, man, that was only a 5-0 run. That could have been so much worse. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest part of that was Josh LeBlanc blocking like five shots on that little that little uh, spurt. Um, so, yeah. Uh, dude, we are terrible against the press. Against the press, which is weird because usually – well, uh, actually, it's not weird. Yeah, the, the old rule is you're supposed to press teams that press, but yeah. um, I don't know why that would – well, I know why it is because we don't have a true point guard. We yeah. haven't had a true point guard since oh, Tremont Waters. You know, I think Javante actually does well against the press, but we always force the ball to Trendon. Yeah, he, they and like to do him you know, going up always, the floor. I would always think that uh, Cam Thomas would be someone who is good against that kind of crap. But yeah. he's he's he gets rattled, too, against the press, which is weird to see. Yeah. Um, I, I think we need to keep Days up the floor on that, and he needs to help get the ball up the floor. Um. Get get the ball out of Trendon's hands in those situations. Yeah, because he loves to fumble the ball away. Um, well, and he likes to go with guys one on one, even at the yeah. mid court line. And it's yeah, like and then they trap him, and then he gets he gets yeah. just completely round. You know who would own Trendon Watford? Or power just flickered. You saw that? Yeah, I did see that. Um, so uh, who would own Trendon Watford if if they were played against each other? Who's that? Josh LeBlanc. Josh yeah. LeBlanc would take Trenton Watford. <laughs> he he would eat his lunch at midcourt line. He would rip him every time. He'd foul him a lot, though. He probably would. He fouls um, everybody a lot. Darius is the X factor for sure. I completely yeah. agree with that. Uh, made all the difference in the world. Um, yeah, and then Javante yeah. made – I mean, he. Uh, what is the deal with him against Tennessee? Like, <laughs> he completely turns into a different player against yeah. Tennessee. He had um, a great week last week. He saw you, you saw he was SEC player of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had those 11 assists against Mississippi State with a quiet 22 points. Did you see what I uh, posted a few days ago? It was uh, – I don't know if it was Brian or or somebody else had, had posted this, but it was a clip of the Celtics, and it was showing, like, the coach for the Celtics, and then the way in the background was Tremont uh, Waters on oh, the bench. Oh, yeah, and he's waving. And he's, like, waving. I saw you posted some crap. I was about to give he you a been. A, he should be a senior this year. Okay. And he's on the bench, you not see, playing. You, you took a happy post, and then you made it, and you turned it into a sad <laughs> post. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. You just take your happiness. That's how we do. Why are you the way that you are? Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian Holland's going to be joining us in just a second from uh, NBC so and Fox. Yeah. About the things you choose to be. <laughs> hey, we're going to get in some office talk, mm-hmm. too. So if you guys have any office um, favorite episodes or whatever, we're going to start talking about the office a little bit more. We it's need to start doing some trivia. 
Yeah, and it's not football season anymore, so I feel like we need to like, you know, mm. branch out a little just bit. Just relax a little let's bit. Just relax. You know. Let's get loosey goosey. Uh huh. Yeah. We yeah. don't have to be completely just like stressed yeah, out yeah, yeah. all the time because football's not going. Yeah, it's f- football. You know, football it, just gets us going. Yeah, you know? it gets me like really. <laughs> I my anxiety peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm like sleeping in late and stuff. I'm, <laughs> I don't care about anything. Um, anxiety medicine, guys. Lexapro. Here's an ad for Lexapro. Um, all right. Before Brian, before Brian comes on, we're gonna take a quick little break. We're yep. gonna get Brian on, and we will be back in just a second with Brian Holland. Ether Insurance is dedicated to helping the businesses and people of Baton Rouge secure affordable insurance tailored to their needs. With our curated network of insurance carriers, we provide the best solutions for home, auto, life, and business coverage. Ether Insurance, powering and protecting your world. 2020 took a toll on all of us. If you're going through a divorce or custody issue, let Dejan Law Office be by your side in 2021. Dejan Law Office, fighting for what you deserve. 344-ANDY. Brandon Lejean here, courtesy Buick GMC. Call Brandon Lejean at 337-224-1867. Come see us today, courtesy Buick GMC. Join us for a drink at the Durante Jones Bourbon Club. When Coach Jones isn't scheming defenses, he's scheming up new cocktails. Our cocktails may be old-fashioned, but his blitz packages aren't. So when you are feeling like you're in a zone and you need to switch to man, come to the Durante Jones Bourbon Club, where everyone is welcome except Bo Pelini. One Team One Podcast, your trusted news source for LSU sports. Jackson Boss, sports director. And Matt Anderson, lead anchor. You know the place to go for breaking news. That's One Team One Podcast. All right, guys, we're back and we are joined by Brian Holland, sports director, NBC 33, Fox 44. How are you doing, Brian? What's going on, guys? Can you hear me? I can yes, hear sir. you. You just came off the set, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, trying to get you know technology to work. I hear you. Know. you. So what were we talking about tonight? Postponements, I assume, right? Oh, man. I, I, I <laughs> uh, actually texted one of the baseball coaches today. I said, this is the longest game week ever. <laughs> I'm just worn out. It's the longest <laughs> week in general. Like, did you yeah. have to do any weather reporting uh, when this happens? I, I never ask you guys in the news department. So we had a couple of our sports reporters that, yeah, went out and did some reporting, did some photogging, some of that stuff. Okay. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think some people still just want some balance. Yeah. And so even if you're dealing with all the elements like we did this week, um, and obviously thoughts are with, with some of the people in Texas who are without yeah. power and really yeah, kind of struggling out there. But, you know, even – if, if you do have access to our news, sometimes you just got to get away for a minute or two minutes and, right. you know, enter me and talk about LSU baseball, LSU softball, anything I can talk about where, you know, a lot of these Zoom press conferences were canceled. So we didn't get to talk to a lot of these coaches and players. This week. 
So you went out today to the softball. So how was that? It was brutal. I saw a few tweets. <laughs> so I'm for for those of you who don't know, I am a Houston boy. Okay. Ah, gotcha. So it's the same climate as here in Baton Rouge. I mean, yeah. it's hot and muggy. We're not used to all this. You right? were crying like Ducey, were you? There there might have been some some <laughs> betching. I don't know. Some some moaning, some tweeting. Uh, yeah, I, I like to tweet out the uh, the video of the it's winter lady, and uh, that's kind of my my bitching and moaning. You know, is is like kind of getting that out and reminding myself, like, hey, this is how it's supposed to be. You know. Yes. Um, so how cold did it get? Thirties. Uh, um, they weren't run ruled them. Thank God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, thankfully they scored a bunch of runs, so I got out of there. I didn't know that the inning after I left, though, that they would score 15 in one frame. Like, yes, yeah. that's ridiculous. I, I think I think game time when I left my house, it, it, I was yeah, I live right around the corner from from the box and from Tiger Park. Mm-hmm. So I just went straight from my house. I want to say it was right at 30, 30 okay. degrees. Um, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's brutal. Um, there, hey. there was some ice. There was ice all around. Some of it was melting, but there was a lot of ice still. Yeah, so I'm worried about this weekend. I know, well, I know it's melted now, but like this weekend uh, for baseball, I think the weather. I'd have to. Talk, I'd have to talk. We call them the gunks. We call them gunks on the on the pod. Uh, we have to talk to gunks and see if it's going to be warm enough for baseball. And I think the way that they've done it now with, with the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, they've pushed it back enough to where it's going to be decent weather, right? Like not in the 20s and 30s for crying out loud, but like a little bit better for baseball conditions. Um, hitting off an aluminum bat in 30-degree weather has got to be brutal. Absolutely. Yeah, what I saw was, uh, I want to say, gloves. 50 degrees around game time. So, so not terrible. Okay. No, that's not bad. <laughs> not terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to a coach today who wanted to know where the wind was going. Yeah. So, uh, Gunks. Is it Gunks going is out? Getting, uh, Do we know? I'm sorry? Is it going out? Is it going uh, to left or what? So Saturday, no. Sunday, a little bit, yes. And then Monday, not at all. It's going to be blowing in. Okay, so this is where you go You go to Gunk's office and you, you say, hey, look, I need to know this. Um, yeah. I, where's the wind direction going? And it, he puts that together for you in like a little uh, news packet? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, got, I, got a, I got a text from someone who really, really needed to know. Okay. Let's just put it like that. And so I went to Gunks. Gunks got me straight. Now, here's something I, I didn't know. I had I had never heard of variable before. It's either north, south, east, or west, right? Yeah. But apparently it's going to be a little swirly on Saturday. So he, he, they can't even predict it yet. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. So it might, it might start off going out and then in the game going in or whatever. Um, just in the bottom. Just depends on, like, what spot you are sitting in in Baton Rouge. It could be could be anywhere uh, so the guy who needed to know let's see he's balding on top <laughs> white hair little bushy in the sides uh jacques Doucet likes to impersonate him mm-hmm. i think likes to talk him. with his hands a little bit a little bit yeah 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 that's the guy um okay so uh basketball let's talk about that a little bit and it, you're from you were you spent some time in lubbock so uh texas tech and and all that was yep. you know how how did you feel about that game in particular since it's like texas tech and lsu did you have any feelings going into that game do you have any love for texas tech 
I mean, here's the deal. I didn't attend either university. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I always tell people, they're like, well, you have to root for the Tigers. And I, I always respond with like, man, I root for their success because I want to go cool places. Right. But I think the advantage for me, maybe over some of the other reporters in town or, or abroad, wherever, um, is that if it's a loss, I'm not down in the dumps. I'm thinking about what's next, what happened. Right. And I can kind of look at it and really kind of scout it objectively. Actually, same way with a win sometimes. Sometimes, uh, you know, some certain reporters really, really get high after a win. Yeah. They, are, they are on cloud nine. You know yeah. what I mean? So, That's awesome. so, like, you know, I approach Texas Tech as like, man, I got to know some amazing people there. Yeah. And, and coming back for a second time here in Baton Rouge, man, I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew I wanted to get back to Baton Rouge. There's some really cool people here in, in some really cool sports, obviously, that we get to cover. Right. I tell people all the time, you know, uh, a DMA rank is one to 210, right? Yeah. New York City is one. And you go down in, in two, three, four. I want to say like Dallas is four and, mm-hmm. and Houston is seven or whatever. You go all the way down to like Jackson Hole, Wyoming, I think is number 210. <laughs> we're like right in that happy medium. Yeah. We're, we're at 94. Right. So we're top 100. That's. That's what people talk about in the biz. You know, they talk about, can I get to a top 100 or can I get to a top 60 Mm -hmm. or a top 30 market? Those are real benchmarks that people like me talk about. Right. Well, like this is market 94, but this is much bigger than market 94 when you talk about sports. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, this is like the Oklahoma city of weather. I mean, you got stuff going on year long. You know what I mean? Like uh, my buddies, like famously um, who aren't in the, sec or louisiana or baton rouge bubble some of my buddies some other conferences and some colleagues they always like to joke that they have to mute me on friday nights for <laughs> friday night heights because man i get into lsu gymnastics like dude they're, they're number huge. two in the country and they're spanking people like right. that's a lot of fun yeah so like this sports market is just it's just different and and, and so when you talk about lsu versus texas tech is like Man, I really like Chris Beard. I mean, he's a good Great dude. Coach, I know yeah. a lot of people run that yeah. program. They they do things the right way, you know? And at the same time, man, you fall in love with the stories and the people here too, man. It's yeah. It, it, it's like picking between your kids. You know, I don't have kids, but I assume that's pretty difficult. It, it, thankfully, I just get to cover. I don't really have to root for them. Like when you're covering something, right? a lot of, a lot of people don't know this too. It's like, you don't really get to watch the game. A lot of time I'll have to go home and watch the game two or three more times to really kind of pack in yep. what happened because you're working right. wh- while you're covering the event. So tell us about some crazy work uh, times for you, especially for, let's say, 2019. So let's talk about 2019 LSU football first because that's just on everybody's mind. What are some, like, memories that you remember that are just completely oddball things that happened to you, like reporting on a game or whatever? Yeah, it it gets a little kooky because uh, that get, that team was just so so different. Yeah, it was just so different, man. And I just tried to tell people, like, so uh, best man at my wedding, um, he is an Oklahoma State alum. Okay, but he covers. He is the sports director and anchor at the ABC station in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. His name is Brian Keating. And uh, so when we found out we were going to be at the semifinal together in Atlanta, and I had just been okay. there, you know, basically the week before, and I was telling him about, um, man, I forget the bar off the top of my head, but the LSU bar in Atlanta, where 
Um, yeah. I should know this. In I downtown. Forgot. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I was actually there. You were there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it is. <laughs> that's why we don't remember. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> no, I just remember them doing the, um, like, all sorts of chants. Uh, I, I don't know what the language restrictions are here on, but, you know, the, uh, the no, roll tide. <laughs> Yeah, roll the, tide. The coach O roll yeah, tide. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, they were doing that back and forth. Okay. And uh, I mean, it was it was just getting sideways quickly. Uh-huh. And so I was telling them, you know, like, hey man, I, I know all the spots, and I uh, can't wait to see how Oklahoma, you know, because because you know how it is. Yes. Each yes. media. This this is why I'm a college basketball voter. Because they told me when they gave me a, a, a vote in the AP poll, they go, "We got to have one of our own." Like. You have to represent like yes. each media bubble that like, this is a huge blind spot in today's media. They only cover obviously those like select teams. Mm-hmm. And rarely do you get a media member that just what like, I'm going to sit down and watch Pac, you know, Pac 12 after dark. Right. And I'm going to watch the Stanford game from earlier. And I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like I love doing that in certain sports, but at a certain point you, you have to go to work, you got a family, you got things to do, you got a life. Right. right so, right. Like the Oklahoma City media and my buddy in particular were coming in going, oh, dude, you're you're underestimating Oklahoma here. You know, like, you know, like, look, Jalen Hurts, hey, with Lincoln Riley, I, I, okay. Like, calm down. I know what Jalen Hurts can do. Okay. Yeah. Like, don't lecture me on what Jalen Hurts can do. <laughs> so um, it was interesting. You know, I just seen him, you know, Joe Burrow do the the magic that he did in that one play against Georgia. Yeah. Yep. I'll never forget that. Yep. Yeah. I've talked to Chris I mean, Blair about that play in, in, in particular. And that was, that was a story that he had where that's when he turned around and he was like, okay, y'all need to start getting the Heisman uh, campaign, like tweeted out and all yeah. that. And I think it was Brandon Barrio was also, I've talked to, and he was, he said the same thing. Like, yeah, it was immediate. Like we knew it at that point, we had to send something out on social media it, right at that moment. Um, that play is just like that. I, I mean, I've never seen anything like that, that in my life. The like, best play I've ever seen in person. Yeah, not, not joking. I mean, um, I, I've never heard a press box just like, like the the air, get, kind of gets sucked out of it. Like it's literally like a physical. I felt it. Yes. Because it was like the, it was like everyone breathed in at the same moment. Like, oh, like is he really going to do this and then yeah. throw it and then he threw it? Uh, jets came down with it. Yeah. If he would have scored, I heard like, that play. I heard like pins and like something being thrown. Like people were like oddly <laughs> upset. You're not supposed to cheer in a press box. But I'm telling you, like, I've just never heard a press box do any of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, so, so that's a magical moment. But then, you know, the, the moment I'll probably always remember is like my my buddy coming down. He was uh, level up and, and further down on, on press row. And it was just before halftime and, you know, the score was what it was. And uh-huh. he literally just goes, well, I'm going to sit over here. And I said, why don't you have like, you know, your news director beating down your, your back and this and this. And then he goes, my work day is over. <laughs> he, he just stopped work. He was just like, there's, there's nothing else to do. That's awesome. That was during the Oklahoma game. Yeah, Oklahoma game. Um, yeah. So, tell us about the national championship game. Any any cool stories? Mike T was there, huh? 
Mike Teasy, yeah, we love Mike Teasy. Mike T. He's, he was showing off his. I, he told me a story the other day about his. Uh, we were talking about. We're, I told you this. We were talking about sneakers, and like he's got me all into it. And he's, I don't know. Next thing I'm know, I'm be selling them online or something. I don't know. Probably so. Um, <laughs> he's got me all into it. He, he had some kind of like pair of sneakers on. I don't know if it was a national championship game or another game, but people kept walking by and they were like looking at his sneakers. I think it was LSU equipment manager. Probably Greg Stringfellow was like looking at him. And he was like, where did he get those from? <laughs> and like, eventually he didn't, the guy never said anything to him, but Mike was just like, you can ask me about him. I made them online. Like, and it became a whole conversation piece about his sneakers that he was wearing online. Our camera guy. Um, Let so me tell a really quick story about Mike Thompson. He's yes. obviously, you know, to, to frequence of your show, a great photog here in Baton Rouge. But, you know, there are, there are a lot of great professionals here um, who do local news yeah. and uh, make a living out, make a good living out of it. And, and Mike Thompson, um, so, so we, 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 we know who the best people are at, at photogging, you know, the, the reporters and all that. We're on the road in Nashville one time, and I just, I literally forgot. I forget what I forgot, to be honest with you. I think it was, like, hair gel, uh-huh. you know. So I don't and you know. like it high in the front. And he just goes. You're a high in the front guy. Yeah. So you need that. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I forgot something. And then he was like, oh, don't worry. I got that. And then, like, I was like, oh, crap. I, I you know, I haven't uh, drank any water. He, he, like, literally just, like, throws open the door. And there's, like, this row of waters in the back seat. Okay. He's like, I got you, bro. And I just look over at one of the, the main photogs for WAFB. And I was just like did you just see that? And he goes, best in the biz. <laughs> yeah. He just conceded. No. Yes. I completely agree. Um, <laughs> we got a, we got a question in the chat. Um, can we ask if you take notes during the games? And if so, how in depth are they? So are you, are you just completely just taking like tons of notes during the game? That way you can come back and kind of uh, relive it on air. So no, but, but here's, here's why. Okay. Um, now we have a panel where we can see a lot more stats than probably the average Joe can and, and, you know, things that come in the stadium. Um, and then we have a service where they bring around a, you know, a sheet every quarter that updates the stats. Right. So pretty plugged in. Um, but there are a lot of those guys who are like old reporter little role. It's like, you know, a quarter of the width of a, of a regular uh, notepad, mm-hmm. and they're just furiously scribbling. Lee, I, Lee I, finds I did wog. that. Sorry, Lee finds wog. I don't sit next to him at LSU. Okay, games. so uh, yeah, he would be one if he did. I was thinking, do you know who Ed Daniels is in, in New yes, Orleans? Yes. Ed old Daniels, Ed, old uh, Ed Andrew Daniels. Broke, former colleague yes. of mine, he does that. Okay. Uh, um. So so like there are a lot of them. And it's not just the, you know, the old farts, you okay. know, so to speak. <laughs> um, but I found that when I did that, I just, it just never stopped. Like I could never contextualize things because I was just, and then, you know, you're scribbling so fast. Can you read the writing, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So really like literally the finer points to me are either on the stat page or what I'm telling you on Twitter during the game. Cause I'm not the play-by-play guy who's like the beat writer who's like Joe Burrow five yards, right? You know, right. hashtag LSU. I I, I hate doing that. Yeah. I hate seeing that. To be honest, with you. <laughs> I do too. I want to know what like what you actually think of what you know 
you're covering like you're you're the professional doing this you've seen a lot of stuff what does that mean what does that mean to my team what does that mean to you where is this historically stuff like that like quick hitters and so a lot of times when i'm trying to think of okay what happened let me go back and summarize the game after i get done with the pressers you're out on the field and you're like what am i what am i about to say what how am i how do i wrap all this up right and i'll go back to some of those quick hitters and go Oh, I forgot about that first quarter play. I forgot that, you know, this turnover in the third quarter. I forgot this swing in momentum. Maybe that was the play of the game. So mm-hmm. that, that's that's really kind of my my notes. And, and if you follow me, you probably think that I tweet too much. Uh, <laughs> no, during a game. I, I so, don't. I don't see that at all. Like, um, and I, I love this guy that I'm about to say, but like Scott Rabelais, love him. Uh, I think he's fantastic. And I just, yeah. I, but he's one that I think he tweets too much. I mean, it's too factual. It's not enough like, okay, what do you think about this? Because, I mean, he's an advocate writer. Mm-hmm. I think he, he's a big opinion piece guy. guy you know, I, I, I want to hear that from him and not so much the play by play. You know, we'll have him on and I'll tell mm-hmm. him that. It How is about your that? birthday. Huh? It is your it birthday. It is your birthday. That's a statement, statement of fact. fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. Take us back. I'll, so you've covered a Super Bowl. Let's yeah. uh, let's talk about that. Um, what was the Super Bowl? Where was it? All that kind of stuff. So I always forget the Roman numerals. I always uh, yeah, yeah, I don't but know. it was the it was the one in New Orleans. I was at a different station at the time, but uh, you know when Joe Flacco became yeah. became the elite quarterback <laughs> and, Colin, somehow, and Colin right? Kaepernick. It, it, yeah. Fantastic. The game. lights went out. Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah the lights went out. Lights uh, went out. The Superdome. The talk about that. Out. I've got a really funny story about that. Oh, do you? So um, they don't tell you this, but like everyone and their dog can cover the Super Bowl. Okay. If you have a blog, if you have a podcast, you could be approved to go cover the Super Bowl. We can do it. What the hell? We can be the ones. Next year. Now, maybe not during COVID as much, but once we kind of get through that, hopefully next year, next season. Where's the Super um, Bowl next year? I mean, it's, it's literally... Like you'll look and you're just like, who is that? You know, like it's they they like to brag about the number of people who are there. Well, media day too, right? Like uh, when they bring everybody in and like ask all the stupid mm. questions. We could be those guys. We could be those stupid it's, question guys, the barstool guys. It, it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, but you could be stupid question guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right up my alley. This is what I'm born for. <laughs> So the problem with that is, is obviously you're not getting the press box unless you are, um, you know, Ed Werder. Right. Um, so I've got no pool. I'm, you know, I'm a little local Baton Rouge reporter and I'm covering the, this, the Super Bowl in New Orleans. And so they, they basically have these like, you know, underneath the stands are just basically huge warehouses where they store stuff. Right. So they take out, they completely clean out all those storage, just huge, huge, like ballrooms basically. Mm-hmm. And they just line of computers, line of compute, your line of you know, the um, where, where you plug in the little uh, strips. Okay. Yes. And then they'll they'll put TV. So you're literally underneath the stands, in a dark room, and just like updating the web, tweeting, you know, right, like. Right. But you're watching on the screen just like everyone else is at home. So is I'm it like sitting dead there. Silent in there. I'm sorry. Is it like dead silent in there? No, 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 no. I mean, they even had, they'll bring in food and stuff. Okay. It's catered. Okay. So people are talking. It's just, okay. it's just, it's you know, it's gray walls. Right. It's, it's not cool. Yeah. And you always have a color to your credential and they'll even put on the, on the floors, 
they'll have tape of where you can go. So like mm -hmm. if, if your access ends here, then your tape goes into that room and you got to go sit, sit down and find a spot or whatever. Right. Um, so, so I'm in there and I'm kind of bummed because I didn't know the whole shenanigans, you know, like I didn't, I didn't know the rules. And so I'm in there and I'm just like, I'm, I'm updating a website, you know, and like, no one's going to click on this website. Everyone's watching the Super Bowl. That's why they get 50 ratings, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there, I'm kind of bummed. In what walks uh, Josh Elliott. And Josh Elliott at the time was big. Like he had yeah, just gotten so, GMA. Yeah, he was, uh, he, he won that uh, show on ESPN, right? Like it was a sports reporter show or something like that. It was like a game show. Like he won the contest. And then he's like right. the reporter, and then like yeah, then he, he moves from ESPN to to GMA, right? Yeah, I remember him. So he was he was big, he was big at this point, and I'm like, you know, it's him and his entourage or producers, whoever it was. Okay, he's got a little crew though, and like I'm sitting basically, you know, kind of across from some buddies or whatever, but they sit right next to me. He goes, hey, what's up, man? We're gonna watch you right here. I guess I was really close to the TV. All right, cool. So I just sat there and talked ball with him, you know, and kind of talked about the industry, stuff like that. I remember he was really big into to the Star Wars commercial that was on for, for <laughs> that next Star Wars that was coming out. Okay. But then the lights go out at, at halftime. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm like, what do we do? You know, like, what, like, what can we do? I don't, I don't even know where I can go. So he, he like looks at his producer and his cameraman. He goes, grab your camera. We're going. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going with you. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, if he's going to get the access, then I'm going to be the guy, like, right next to him acting like I'm with him yes. in his crew, and I'm going to shoot it, too. And this could be my, my big camera, break. Like, this could be my really big break right here. <laughs> yes. Holland's big break. Yes. <laughs> so we go running, right? And I'm like, they're, they're going to, like, clear it out. Like, you know, yeah, bring in Josh. You can go anywhere. Let's go, you know? He was literally stopped probably before I, where I could get to. Okay. And so we're just, we're like not even to the tunnel before we get stopped. And I'm like, damn, Josh Elliott just got stopped. Like, <laughs> Don't they okay, know well, whatever. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, even at the Super Bowl, it's, pretty tight security you don't get to do a whole lot um uh, but but that was pretty cool just kind of being around him getting asked and and bounce some questions off of him and mm -hmm. experiencing a super bowl in the same house for for uh the first time because i've never actually had a team make it to the super bowl i grew up in in h-town you know my my team took off for nashville man what do you what do you think about that with uh so your your team is actually the titans they were the oilers or do you have any allegiance to the texans at all that's I love the weird, Texans huh? right now. They're basically self-imploding. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the story behind it is like, obviously the Astrodome was kind of, yeah. even at that point in the late nineties was kind of, you know, dilapidated. Um, yep. So the owner was trying to get a new stadium out of it and he only wanted public money. And Houston was kind of hardballing him. He said, all right, I'm gonna take my, my toys and go to another sandbox. And right. so I'll, I will never cheer for the Titans ever. Okay. Um, Except for Eric McNair. I loved him as a kid. All right, so funny story. I was a big Astros fan growing up. I mean, it's the closest team to, to Baton Rouge, obviously. But um, I, it was back in the days of, like, Glenn Davis and Alan Ashby and, like, old yeah. school um, Bass. Uh, I forget his first name. Um, leadoff hitter. I forget his name. But uh, – and um, 
Jose Cruz. So you had a lot of big, big names. My first game that I ever went to was at the Astrodome, Astrodome and it was uh, the Astros and the Dodgers. Fernando Valenzuela was pitching, and it was, like, wow. huge. And it, when I was there, I mean, I had no idea. It was, like, Fernando mania and all that going on, and I had no idea what that even was. Uh, but now looking back, I was like, okay, this is a huge game that I was actually at. Um, but when they, they decided they were going to trade away all those players, they traded away Davis. My favorite player was Glenn Davis. They traded him away. They traded away. Um, Alan Ashby was another one that was a favorite of mine. And uh, Mike Scott and all these pitchers that they had. Um, I hated them until <laughs> – Bregman came. Yeah, Bregman. Bregman, yeah. Bregman saved the Astros oh. for me, I know. Um, but, yeah, it was a favorite team of mine. So, growing up, man, like, for me, there were two just colossal figures in my life as a sports fan. And I was one of those kids that was, like, waiting for um, the cartoons to end so that college football could start on a Saturday. Like, yeah. I was not normal. <laughs> uh, at, at five, I hated cartoons. Because I wanted to watch, my mom is from Michigan, so I wanted to watch the Wolverines, right? Okay. But growing up in Houston, two colossal figures. Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. I mean, just huge. Just, he's the man. And Nolan Ryan. And there was one time I got to go see, I believe it was his last season. He was with the Rangers, at least. It was an exhibition. My mom somehow got us tickets because it was sold out. We were in the outfield, cheap seats. But the, the cool view from the cheap seats really was, was as soon as first pitch came out, it was like those old school flashes. Yeah. And it was just, it just, it was just a sea of lights. And, and it, wow. you know, he was probably staying on a year too long, but he was just like, Nolan was the man. Like I got to be in the house when Nolan, unfortunately pitched against the Astros, but I got to watch him pitch. That's awesome. That's super cool. Um, all right, so tell us – you told us about the Super Bowl, like, lights going out fiasco. Uh, what other kind of, like, bizarre moments that you've covered in the past that we can kind of talk about? Whew. I know. Um, Good one, right? Uh, I remember one in Lubbock where uh, Tubby Smith just left. Uh, actually, I had to cover that, and I had to cover Tommy Tuberville just leaving in the middle of the night. Okay, yes, I remember that. He went to Cincinnati. Yeah. Weird. Um, I, so, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I went to, to school at a little little college out in West Texas called Abilene Christian. Yep. Um, Abilene Christian has never really been good at football or, I mean, really basketball until the last couple of years. But not very good at athletics unless you're talking about track, which is a crazy anomaly. We can talk about that at a different time. But um, <laughs> the only time ACU was ever good at football was under head coach. His name is Chris Thompson. And on that team were NFLers somehow. We're still Division Two. So, anyways, years late, I covered that. I actually, you know what? I covered a game that was a playoff game. It was ninety-three to sixty-eight was the final. Like they had some crazy talent on the offensive side of the ball for ACU. Wow. Randomly. Yeah. And a bunch of those guys ended up in the NFL. But, anyways, Chris Thompson ended up being the offensive line coach at Texas Tech eventually. When Tommy Tuberville left during a recruiting visit at a dinner, a 50-yard line steakhouse in Lubbock. I used to live right around the corner from the steakhouse. Uh, Chris Thompson was the guy at dinner who had to tell them that Tommy Tuberville He's gone. had left. Wow. And, and that he wasn't coming back. <laughs> 
So I've had some stories, some story times with him. And just, I mean, How weird is it I, that T- Tommy Tuberville is a U.S. senator now? To you <laughs> specifically. It, it's, it's really weird. Um, you know, what's really ironic is people would be like, hey, what's, uh, what's Tuberville like when he first got there? Mm-hmm. You do these interviews, and it was like, it was, it was a little less Miles-esque. Okay. Where you could ask him the most, you know, just like hardened question and be like, you know, like, for, remember Sports by Brooks? Yes. Sports by Brooks had a report out back in the day. The Tommy Tuberville was leaving for, I forget, you know, it, it happened a lot. Let's uh-huh. just say that. He was dipping his toes in, in some other waters and seeing what was what. That was back in Auburn and, days. He was doing the same thing then. Yeah. He's always yeah oh, yeah. I mean, this is nothing new with, with tubs. Right. Uh, so I remember asking him some of these hard questions, some of the other reporters too. And, and it was like, it was like duck on or water on a duck's back where it was just like, Nothing really kind of ever stuck, and he just kind of played off. So when people would ask me, like, who is he? What's he like? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I literally said, I remember saying this over and over and over to people. I said, he's much like a politician. Oh, really? Where it just, yeah, he, he just weasels his way out of whatever you're talking about. Like, we asked him about one of these coaching openings. He's the head coach at Texas Tech. They're at practice, and we're asking him about it. He goes, now, why would I ever want to go anywhere but here? I mean, look at this beautiful weather. It was like 75 and sunny, but look right. at this beautiful weather. I mean, Lubbock, Texas, and oh, I just <laughs> these people. And blah, blah. It's very like, different than it's very different than hypothetically like a Cincinnati weather or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just kind of seemed very. What's a nice word for it? Uh, sleazy. Uh, Slippery. Slippery. That's a good one. That's, that's better than sleazy. Sleazy's not a nice Slightly one. better than sleazy. <laughs> um, okay, so any Les Miles or Ogeron stories that you can tell us that are, like, under the radar? Like, nobody would really hear this in an interview or anything like that? Like, something that's, that's been said or slipped out? You know, I, I did compare him to Tuberville. That, that's probably a, a bad comparison because – I actually liked Les Miles. Yeah. Oh, he's such a um, great guy. He's yeah. a, a great person. Yeah. Um, you may not agree with his offensive style, but a uh, great, great person. <laughs> he, uh, he seemed like a good person to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I remember when I met him, um, I go up to him and I go, Hey, I'm the new reporter at such and such station. And, um, you know, whatever. And then, like, one of my buddies goes, hey, uh, his uh, mom is a huge Michigan fan, which obviously he played offensive line at the University of right, Michigan. Right. And I'm like, hey, Dick, like, <laughs> why do you have to bring that up? Wait, who was like, it? Let's talk about who it was. Do you remember? I know you know who it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. I <laughs> will guess that later. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, uh, it, it will not it's surprise be cobble. you. But... So, anyways, uh, <laughs> no, I guess. Right, go ahead. I was like, I was like, why are we bringing that up? Like, like I'm trying to make a good impression here. Let's not talk about. Obviously, he's been linked to that job and taking that job from this job. 
Right. Let's not talk about that. That's what's going on in my mind. I just go, <laughs> yeah, you know, she may or may not have told me to tell you, uh, go blue, you know? <laughs> right. And, uh, he goes, Hey, it's okay. You know, he like, he was, he like saw that. I was like, what, what the hell just happened? He's like, it's okay. I still say go blue. I just spell it with an E-A-U-X these there days. Oh, God. That, that, is, that is like a politician. That's very less Miles-ish. Yeah. Very Tommy Tuberville-ish, yeah. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a certain uh, tubs to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so any Ogeron stories? Any, anything that, uh, you know, I what I love about Ogeron is how open he is right. compared to Les Miles, obviously. Right. He'll give you all the answers in a press conference. Sometimes he gives you a little too much, in my opinion. The Eric Gilbert stuff is just, like, I, it, I don't know what you're doing and you're trying to cover this kid, but, like, you've given way too much information out there, um, and now the kid is under fire for stuff that probably didn't even happen. Like, I get it, but it's like, you know, I, I do appreciate that he's open and, like, wanting to, to get the information out and very, very uh, forthcoming with information. But what any anything yeah. with, uh, with Ogeron uh, that he's kind of giving you a little wink or a nod? Yeah, I like how you're, like, <laughs> dancing around. And like, he's very forthcoming. Like, oh, you mean he just tells us the truth sometimes? Yes, like, correct. Like, we weren't used to that. Yeah, it's not like an yeah. upper an upper leg injury. It's <laughs> it's uh, yeah, he hurt his thigh. He's gonna be out for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Which which leg, Les? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, one of them. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I mean, it, like, there's a reporter here who's like, they told me the other day, they were like, I would have loved to cover Les Miles. I said, would you love to never have like any of your questions answered because <laughs> right. that's basically what it was like. How quickly pretty, they pretty forget. Pretty sure the, uh, right. the Columbus Day rant was like one of my questions. And I'm like, oh, yeah. What's this guy doing? Where's he going? <laughs> Wait, it was your hey, baby's an intro. Was it a question that you had? Did I, you I, started that? Look, look, I remember being, I don't know if that's one of them, but I remember like several times my mom being like, hey, Les Miles was on Sports Center. And I go, yeah, it's my question. He didn't answer a single cent of it. You know, like, <laughs> I asked him about the defensive line. He's talking about St. Patty's Day. You know, like. <laughs> oh, this is going on a clip. Oh. This is going on a clip right here. This will be a. Uh, it's an I'm entirely clip different thing altogether. Yeah, we'll get this one. <laughs> yes. So, co- hey, Coach O, like, like seriously, it like it, it kind of. Sh- I think it shocked some of us as reporters. Just like, is this true or right. you know? Because like we would you know like going back to Les Miles like there's a famous trip where like. He said that so-and-so was going to play at Florida, and the guy didn't even get on the airplane. Right. And so, um, yeah, like, what stands out to me is here's here's my deal. And, and maybe this is short-sighted because I think a lot of this comes from seeing what Mike Leach did to the Big 12 in the early 2000s. It was like, look, we may lose this game, but I'm going to be who I am. Right. And I think of Coach O kind of the same way, maybe not from the football field. I think obviously he's learned that he needs to lean on good people, hire good people and let yeah. them do their thing. But personally, and when he's dealing with the media, he is who he is. Yep. So will there be missteps? Yeah, I'm sure. But you know what? At the end of the day, he's going to put his head on the pillow and go, I'm still 
the boy from South Lafouche, you know, right, like right. I still I'm still Ed Orgeron. I'm I'm still uh, my mother's son, you know, and, and I greatly respect um, how how he is forthcoming. You know, I'd say 99 percent of the time. Sometimes you just have to, you know, in, in this day, you just have to let it go. But what, um, what are you I'll tell you this. I was in uh, some of those locker rooms at the uh, at the road opponents. You know, they're, they're a little thin. And so you'll be waiting in the media holding area and you will hear every word of Coach O in, in some of those post-game locker rooms. Yeah. Okay. And that's a lot of fun. I'm sure to be a player under Coach O, especially obviously in the 2019 run, but, right. you know, you come off a big win, man. I don't think that there's anyone else that I want to see. Because here's 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 what I think people need to get over. Can we all just agree to get over the coach dancing in the postgame locker room? Yes. Like, that Eric is so Musselman, overdone. I want Coach O yelling in my face right. and using profanity when he does after a huge win on the road. I don't want to see Mike Gundy try to dug you. Okay? Right. <laughs> right. I'm done with it. Yeah, and I, I'm actually cool with um, a, a leaked video of oh, him. Yeah, yeah. Roll Tide, what? You know, I, I love all that stuff. Well, it I, started with uh, the Auburn game after Cade York made the game-winning field goal. And he he, uh, he said something like, yeah, fuck them, or something like that. And I think he was talking about the media or something like that. Or maybe he was talking about Auburn. Yep. Yeah. Can't really yeah. remember what it was about. But when I was telling the story about Thin Walls, that's the exact that's spot the I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, I, I vividly. I think it was Devin White that leaked that video or something like that. Um, I can't remember who it was, but so tell us about 2020 and how that went. I you said something earlier about you know he's learned how to get coaches on his side, and I completely agree with with as far as the hires that he's made. He's made the Jake Pete's hire. I I absolutely love it. The more I start dive, diving into Jake Pete's like YouTube videos of him coaching up and stuff like that, I. I'm like absolutely in love with this guy. I don't know how long we're going to keep him, but uh, I'm in love with him. Uh, Durante Jones is another one where he's just very intellectual, just like Dave Aranda, and you're going the polar opposite way from uh, Bo Pelini. Um, but tell us about 2020 where it seems like he made the wrong decisions as far as his assistant coaches go. Maybe not so much with, um, with Ensminger, but he didn't have that young gun with Ensminger. He had a Scott Linehan instead, and you may know more about Linehan than than we even do. But um, it just seems like the the culture fit was just not there, and it was borderline disaster, is what we had heard. Uh, like, man, man, if if you would have lost that Florida game, how bad things could have been. Um, that's kind of what was uh, in the it flirting in the ether there. Um, but what, what do you say about the 2020 season and kind of like from where we were to then, and then I know where we are now and it feels like it's a 180. Uh, here's, here's a differentiation that I want to make about coaching. I said earlier that, um, you know, be who you are and go out there and, and if, if you, if it's not good enough that day, Mm -hmm. at least you put your best foot forward and you didn't go, well, maybe we should you know, put a bunch of window dressing on this and, you know, really try and Boise State our way through, you know, more than one game. That's just, I don't think that that's a sustainable philosophy. 
what you can do though is, is understand who you are and obviously the personnel that you have sure you had a lot go to the nfl after 2019 right and obviously some guys that should have come back right if, if we look at how their career is going offensive line uh is one of the things that we were looking at yeah yeah but smart coaches and i i heard a really smart coach kind of tell me after i you know stopped hitting the record button and it just kind of offhand goes like, <laughs> well, good coaches don't walk in with just one game plan. Right. So you can understand who you are, where your strengths are, who, what your personnel is, but you need to have game plan one and game plan two, and game plan three and game plan four. Now, when do you implement those? When do you go to the next one? Well, that's what makes a great play caller and a great coach, a great play caller, a great coach. Yeah. And so, you know, there are little keys where you can recognize you just go our left tackle isn't going to get it done today so we have to do we have to jump to game plan number four you know yeah but at least you have that in your back pocket lsu at least defensively did not seem to have that in that Mm -hmm. in their back pocket at times right but I, i think we're kind of underselling the offense like i believe i i think you're 100 right in saying like jake pete's going to be a breath of fresh air and he's going to do a lot of great things but you know i didn't think the lsu offense was near close to the problem you know we right right we saw we saw texas a&m win plenty of sec games last year with i mean a good offense yeah not mm-hmm. not a great off they don't you don't have to be 2019 lsu you know like right. to win a bunch of games and go to a new year's six bowl right I think I think uh, it was natural for us coming off the. Tw- it's it's so it's the weirdest thing ever. As a lifelong LSU fan, I've never had this happen, where 2018 to 2019, I had to like shift my focus into realizing what kind of team we were, which was we weren't going to be uh, defense dominant, where we're going to be offense dominant, which means we were just going to have to score more points than the other team. And I had, it took me like five games in the season to kind of realize, okay, this is who we are. Like we, nobody's ever going to catch up with us because we're just going to score touchdowns. And if we just keep scoring touchdowns, the Ole Miss game, we keep we talk about this all the time. Right. The Ole Miss game that year was like that ep- epitome of that, where everybody was dogging our defense, and I'm like, dude, we were up by thirty at halftime. Yeah. Like I don't care how many yards that quarterback had. We still won by twenty points. Like it was a fine it was easy win. Um uh, because our offense is so good. Well it was then the twenty twenty year I found that fans were looking at the offensive problems more than they were looking at the defensive problems at times. Um like Mississippi State was obvious where it was I honestly, even after the Mississippi yeah. State game, some people were still like, I still talk about Miles Brennan all the time in that game, sure. where I mm-hmm. felt like Miles Brennan just wasn't prepared, wasn't ready to play. Um, but I'm like, it doesn't matter if we give up 623 passing yards, we're gonna lose every game. It doesn't matter what we did offensively right. in that game. But it, it was just a weird way of we, we're switching our brains over and over mm-hmm. as LSU fans this last couple of years, and it just. It's a it's such such a weird thing for me because we've always been that defensive dominant team and now we're switching back again. I feel like this is going to be this year is going to be another example of like our offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And our defense is going to be good enough to limit 
as much as we can. Um, but this time and, and age of college football, it's like who who is really stopping anybody uh, at this point? Yeah, especially last year. Yeah, and I, I, I think I, we've been hearing a lot about that, Brian, which which is the spread offense and just how it's changing the game. And, like, if you had your – I mean, our defense in 2019 wasn't the best defense ever, but they limited teams enough to where our offense could overcome anything. Yeah, I mean, w- one thought, though, too, I have. You were you were describing it, and I was thinking Ole Miss the entire time, that mm-hmm. Ole Miss game 2019. Ole yeah, Miss. yeah. Here's the here's the problem with it. It's like dude, you've got you finally have really good coaches kind of stacked throughout because a lot of time like, you know, the SEC was dominant still, but they had a lot of coaches that would just roll out the balls, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you've got a really, really good spread of coaches, I think, in the Southeastern Conference. Like some weeks they're just going to get you, man. Yeah, right. Like some team, you know, Lane Kiffin's going to get you, yeah. you know. Yep. Every once in a while, the Pirates going to get you. So you need to have a complete team. And like we talked about, like with uh, voting, the, the the basketball AP poll, a lot of times it's like, I tell people like, yeah, but you, you, your team may have a ceiling of being a, you know, a top eight team. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in your, maybe your floor is pretty good, but like, that didn't mean that I should vote you top five just because you're on a winning streak. Like your team can only win in one way. Right. And LSU, if you have this much talent and you've got the best coaching staff, that means that you need to be able to win in different ways. And that's what makes it an elite team truly elite. Yes. I agree with that completely. I agree with what you said about the coaches, too, because, like, you think about the SEC West alone, and the worst offense in the SEC West is probably Arkansas, and their offensive coordinator is Kendall Bryles. Like, I don't, yeah, so I, don't enjoy, yeah. I don't enjoy playing them. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, they're scheming up crazy shit all the time. So. That's true. Um, okay, so we'll we'll wrap it up a little bit here, Brian. Uh, I know you've been you've probably been at work forever today. Um, but I'm good as long as y'all want to go, we can go. So last things though, there are some uh, some announcements that you're probably going to be making for baseball, right? So is this we're talking about like uh, before the before the game kind of situation? I I remember hearing something about walk-ons possibly. Is it is it something in the works? Yeah, we've got something in the. Do you want to announce uh, this yet? Really... Am I breaking this? <laughs> you yeah, I, I think you I break like that out of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we we we've always wanted to part uh, partner with walk-ons. That looks like that's just about a done deal. Obviously, we got to get it done before. Before Friday, I think we're still going to go out there, even though we're postponed to opening night being Saturday or okay. day being Saturday. So we're we're really excited about that, man. Brandon Landry has always treated us so well. Yeah. He knows our commitment to, um, you know, LSU and in local sports, man, and he's always been behind us. That that guy is uh is you know salt of the earth type. So yes. uh, we're really excited about being out there. Hopefully every Friday we're gonna have a formal announcement. Hopefully here in the next twenty four hours. Perfect. I will. Uh, I'll retweet that also, and then um, I'm I'm trying to get in touch with Brandon also on some other stuff too. So hopefully we can kind of all be a part of that, and then we'll um, hell we'll even do a uh, we'll bring our flag out there. Perfect. We'll do all kinds yeah. of stuff. We're yeah. You're the official sports director of One Team One Podcast now, Brian. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, we appreciate your time, buddy. Uh, we'll have you back on for sure. Um, I know there's going to be plenty of opportunity to get you back on. 
and this is a long yeah time i feel like we didn't even i feel like we didn't even talk really much about 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 lsu basketball LSU, like there's a lot to cover there so. is a lot i know and i feel like this week is like this is the perfect week to not talk about it though like ice storm week i think is the week that True. okay i'm i'm ready to uh we were talking about the office earlier we just wanted to talk about like something different than sports yeah <laughs> Let's take a breath. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a break. I, I probably I yeah, I probably fall asleep to the office at least every other night. Yes. So that's your that's you your go to. Um like yeah. it's on and then you're going through all the episodes. You used to play office roulette. Uh you mean uh y'all used trivia, to, you mean. No, y'all used to play office roulette where you would scroll through all the episodes and then you would just land oh, on yeah. an episode. Oh, yeah, you did used to do that. And that's right. the that's the episode that you watched that night. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, Except yeah. for season so it, it's the office and it's cheers. Those are my okay. go tos. I started trying to watch <sighs> Cheers. And that's then a I good stopped. one. Um, I, I got through season one and then I couldn't keep going. I actually got into a battle with uh Rivers Huey on Twitter going we were going back and forth on uh office gifts um and we were nice. trying to see who could outlast the other and then uh i just gave up at the end of it i was like <laughs> she's too good she got me <laughs> so uh we appreciate it brother um we'll we'll get you back on soon and then i'll see you probably at work tomorrow actually <laughs> sorry anytime buddy. guys all Thanks right for having thank me. you man appreciate it appreciate it all right brian holland great interview with brian great. we'll cut up a whole bunch of those and we'll post them out um yeah. we appreciate a lot there yeah man uh we appreciate everybody sticking in with us tonight and then um oh, wow it's 7 40. i know man we've been on for a while Sheesh. that just seemed like it was uh d- wow he was on for an hour yeah he was brian's great man wow i've, been, I've look i work at uh, just full disclaimer <sighs> I, I work at nbc an and fox I'm in the sales area, and the sales and news areas don't usually get along great, um, and that's for every um, every news station. Local, but yeah. uh, I can go in there and sit in their sports office and just chat with those guys. Chessa Boucher, we'll have Chess on too. We can oh, have yeah. all those guys on. Um, they're all great, uh, really good, really good people. They've seen a lot of stuff, and. Um, Jude asks if anybody likes Frazier. Frazier is a uh, I love Frazier, um, offshoot of Cheers, obviously. Yeah. Um, Frazier is cool because it's a radio show too. So he's doing like a radio um, uh, therapy. Yeah, show. I actually still need to watch Frazier. You've never, never seen, seen Frazier? Uh-uh. Oh man, that was like appointment viewing on NBC really? back in the day. Okay, yeah, you had nice. to watch Frazier. Okay. Um, we'll we'll have to do like a top ten like 90s shows that were sitcoms that you have to watch, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh-huh. like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, especially now, I'm all into sneakers, by the I'm way. In. So uh, we'll have to, we'll have to, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, they had, they had a specific Jordan sh- shoe uh-huh. for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And before they even came out, Will Smith wore them on the show. Okay. And it, blew up and becoming this big thing everybody was like what shoes were those this is Uh like pre-internet and all that it was like a biggest deal ever gotcha um all right guys we should should do that we should just like pick a show like a show i I haven't seen and i'll just like go through it that's perfect for us like i'm i'm the older guy you're the younger guy Uh like we can just i can just show you old shows do you watch wandavision yes love wandavision are you caught up i am caught up weirdest thing about wandavision we almost spoiler alert all right dude that episode six was phenomenal. All right, so we haven't we watched the first episode, 
and me and Summer looked at each other, my yeah. wife, and we were just like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> Dude, what is it's it? Weird. It was just not what I expected. The first two episodes are just we weird. We didn't even get through the first episode, uh-huh. and we stopped it. We were like, this was terrible. No, I knew, well, so I knew right, it was going right, somewhere. So because it's the, two weeks later, yeah. we see that th- I see something on Twitter about like how it's different, and I'm like, we need to go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. So we go back and watch it, and we're like, oh my god, like this is like fantastic. Yeah. But you had to like go through the first two episodes yeah. and kind of like you had to get through those well, to I get liked to the it, last. I liked one. it anyway, even though I had no clue where they were going with it. I was just like, for the first two episodes, because it's all sitcom at, from for the yes, first two but episodes. I thought it was like I thought that was all it was. Yeah, but I just felt like because they had like the scene with like the uh, everything the, changes or whatever the the little color thing. The uh, it was a helicopter. Yes, uh, and I didn't even that. see that part though. Yeah, that was the oh, thing. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, they had that in there. I was like, okay, something weird's about to happen at some point. Uh, and now that you know that. Like she's like she's controlling all yes. of it. It's so cool. That is, it's a very cool show. Yeah. Um, you guys give us any more shows that you want us to watch. We'll post yeah, that on Twitter. That. That'll be a great thing on Twitter. We yeah. can like post that and say what shows do you want us to watch. We'll we'll mm-hmm. go uh, give a re- recap. Yeah, we'll, of we'll, them. we'll watch episode one of that show, and if we like episode one, we'll continue watching it. If we don't like episode one, now, but this is like no. old shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, have you watched Saved by the Bell and stuff? No. Oh my God. Yeah. All right, you gotta watch Saved. Well, by where the do I even go to find that? Saved by the Bell, uh, probably, Peacock. It's pro- gonna, it's going it's on Peacock now. I gotta start paying for Peacock now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll <laughs> steal somebody's. I mean, account. I, I, I was eventually gonna somebody do that just to we follow is on on Peacock. That's um, true. Somebody give us your password. We'll have to start <laughs> posting these back on. We don't have our our numbers like we normally have. We'll have to start posting these again on Twitter probably because you think so? we need to get our. Yeah, we need to get our. We, uh, we never really had that many on Twitter guys, anyway. Guys, we need to get our our YouTube up. Okay, yeah, that's true. So our YouTube account needs to get up. We're trying to get um, Last, Last Chance, Chance U. U. Oh yeah, that's a great Fantastic. show. Fantastic. All right, the second season of Last Chance U was the best thing I had ever seen at the time. Yeah, it was. Um, was really it was a lot. So the first season wasn't as in depth. Studded. Yeah. Well, it wasn't as in depth as the second season. The second season went into like more of like the backstory of the guys sure, sure, that are yeah. on there, and I was like, man, I was just completely, I was completely in it on the second season. Yeah. When it started I, getting to the independent stuff, I was like, eh. The know. first season at Independence was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah. The yeah. second season second at was like a little much. sucked, and then. Uh, dude, I didn't like this last season. It was too intense for me, and it I wasn't didn't like, like it. there was no like it wasn't fun at all. Like there was no point I ever like laughed. Yep. Like, oh uh, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't enjoy that that much. But. Um, yeah. So we'll we we're gonna we need to get our YouTube uh followers up, guys. So yes, yeah, any help sucks. that you guys can have for that, uh, we would really appreciate it. We're trying to get um a lot more up there, and that's why we weren't posting this. Uh, on Twitter, like we were before our Periscope, right? Uh, we have our, the most of followers that we have is actually on Periscope and Twitter. Um, so well, Periscope's not a thing anymore. Well, it's through Twitter, right? So when you post live on Twitter, it's, it's through just, Periscope, it's, right? But it but it doesn't go through Periscope anymore. It just stays on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. Well, no, no, no. It's on Twitter, but I, I, I'm it's, saying it's it, on they Periscope. they bought out Periscope, basically. right? Exactly. Right. Um, so any help that you guys can can give us on that we would appreciate it we're going to be posting uh our youtube links like crazy uh coming up here soon we need to kind of transition over to there um again guys we appreciate everybody checking in with us tonight jude um huey for sure um our our uh regular listeners we really yeah, appreciate I think everybody. They, those were our two listeners 
Well, they were the two in the oh, chat. There's a, there's a fourth listener yeah, now. We have we have a few listeners. Who's the fourth? I don't know. Who, uh, name yourself. <laughs> uh, no, we appreciate it. We know a lot of people watch this on the uh, replay too. So we appreciate it, guys. Uh, we will be back next week. We're going to be doing some other shows too. So look out for uh, the. Uh, the Durante Jones Bourbon Club. We're going to be getting that going too. Uh, well, we'll, be, well, I'm hoping to partner with a bourbon, um, a bourbon group too. That way we can. Uh, what do you got? You got something big? All right. Two two breaking news just came up on my phone. One, Tebow retires from baseball, which I didn't know he was still even doing that. <laughs> uh, two, Fernando Tatis agrees that. to 14 year, 340 million dollar extension with the Padres. <laughs> wow. What are those numbers? Fourteen year. That sounds like a Bobby Three. Bonilla contract. Is, how much is that? Where eventually either? they're going to Fernando Tatis. He's is young though. He's really young. Twenty two, something like that. Yeah, I mean he's one of the best players in the league. Fourteen easily. year. Like three. Four, they're gonna have to buy that out eventually. Fourteen. Like there's no way. I mean that is only twenty four million dollars a year. So that's not. Wow. I mean that's not. Too much yearly, but yeah, no, that's a long, long time. 14, 340. <laughs> 340 look. is the biggest contract I've ever seen. I've never seen that number ever. Wow. Like, ever. All right, guys, on that note, we're going to go figure out some ways to make some more money. Yep. Um, we appreciate everybody. Uh, this is One Team One Podcast. Logging out. We showed you what the GOAT was last year when yes, we beat y'all 50 to 7. Relax, big boy. Team one podcast. One team one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team one podcast. One team one podcast. where our father